Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate So much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We are so happy to have you here. We I'm are. super stoked about this week's episode. Yeah, seriously. And even more so, I am crazy jazzed about this week's guest. I think I feel so lucky to that she took some time to like talk to with us speak because with us. yeah i'm i mean she's tiktok famous you i know, know? <laughs> so i was a little starstruck when yeah when she, she responded like, sure. to our email it was one of those like we'll see what happens yeah. and she was like yeah sure like but she's like you got to shoot your shot right right um but this so week, love that for us yeah this week we're talking with the truth doctor dr courtney tracy yeah and she has we we talk about so many great things and i'm so excited to get the episode started it's obviously about therapy if you've read mm-hmm. the title of this episode and we talk about what therapy is how it's beneficial to really all people we also talk about how it's beneficial for leaders we talk about her experience as, as a, leader, a leader which was really interesting because she had her own business and you know she's she's got her personal brand now too so she's yeah. she's definitely she's an entrepreneur mm-hmm. through and through on top mm-hmm. of a therapist mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to get her perspective on all of those things as a therapist as, as a someone therapist. in therapy mm-hmm. as a leader all of those things together i think really created such an interesting conversation, conversation. so so excited to share this one with everyone mm-hmm. so yeah And then before we dive into the episode, we wanted to create some space and take time to talk about what's happening with Palestine and Israel. And, you know, we are still learning and getting information about the topic and what's happening currently. And it's just, I mean, it's It's sad. Heartbreaking to see. It's sad because, you know, last week we were talking about things that are happening in, in India with all of COVID. And now there just seems to be something new to talk about every week. And I mean, that's I think just like things the way like this were happening before. Totally, I mean, totally. I honestly think, no, I don't think it's a good thing, but it's a good thing to be educated. It's a good thing to understand what is happening in the world and yeah. um, try and understand why it's happening. Yeah. Listen to all of the perspectives that are coming. I have a fr- I have a friend that's um, in Israel right now, and she. Um, one of my dearest friends right and she's like it's it's hard like it's so hard to be here on this side of it like you Mm -hmm. know it's yeah there's completely complex and terrible yeah you you can't uh you can't limit your source of information to one stream you have to make sure that you go out and you get all of you get information from various different outlets and just you know you don't have to be an expert in the subject, but definitely it is amazing and it's so good to constantly be absorbing information and trying to learn about what's going on. And no matter no matter what, it's, you know, as a human being, it's so heartbreaking to see, see the videos suffer. and see people suffer and see human beings truly suffer. Human beings being in just, you know, going through that and yeah. Yeah. So this is a reminder to continually educate yourself Continue and to educate get yourself. information and we'll be an active, be an active human being in the yeah. world. Okay. So with that said, we will queue up Courtney and begin our lovely chat about therapy. BRB Peaches. All right, Peaches, we have the truth doctor here with us. Yes. Um, Do you go like Dr. Courtney, Dr. Just Courtney. Okay, Courtney. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, for coming. We are so honored. So first of all, thank you. You're welcome. We like to start out every episode by kind of just asking how you're doing. Like, what's up, Peach? What's up, Peach? How you doing? Gut check. You know, I actually really like that you're – okay, so my husband – I've been with my husband for 16 years, and – he used to call me Peach. Oh, love that. And I, when I was super big in the rave scene, when I was like, <laughs> 
seriously, when I was like 15 to 17, mm-hmm. yeah, just like doing a bunch of drugs and shit and going to raves, right, right, right. my rave name was Peach. Oh, wow. So like, it really was fate happening. <laughs> um, Things are aligning. I'm good, though. Well, I am I feel sick, actually. I'm good. I'm great. No, I, so I feel sick, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. I, have, I had, like, a lot of anxiety today. I always have anxiety. But recently, I have had days where I haven't had any. And so now that I have it today, I'm like, you know, like, it just feels worse. Like, having it yeah. every day is one thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, having it after you have it. And it's like, oh, my God, it still exists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I guess I am good. I'm alive. I just got off of a Zoom call with someone earlier today about a TV show on the Bravo Network. Ooh. Very cool. And so I guess, yeah, I'm doing good in life and I just feel a little sick physically right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate that. We just got back from kind of like a vacation. Whereas, like, the first time we, like, left. This was the first trip since COVID. Trip so. since COVID. We, like, got on a plane. <laughs> and we went and visited our friend. And we were outside and, like, all of this stuff. And now we're back. And I feel like there's some, like, anxiety over being back. Mm. I feel like both of us have been feeling a lot of that lately. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we're week. all in this together. Yeah, we're in this yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, yeah. So this episode is obviously about therapy. And I think sort of a good place to start is what is therapy and why can it be so helpful to people? Hmm, That's a good question. What is therapy? You know, I've been on a lot of podcasts and no one's ever asked me that question. You know, yeah, we need like a good like baseline (laughs) definition, you know? Yeah, right. I'm like, I don't even know how to define it. Therapy, I think, well, I think I do therapy different than other people. I, I think that there's a couple ways to define it. Therapy is either assessing what it is that you're experiencing in your body and in your mind with a professional that has an educational background to give you tips and tools to help you through those symptoms and to normalize what they are. Mm. That would be like a a therapist definition of what therapy is. And I think (laughs) my definition of what therapy is, is a place to go and be 100% your full authentic self, which you can't really do in the world because the world doesn't allow for that to happen. Like people have opinions, they want you to do something or not do something. And so it's a it's a place to be yourself and have somebody accept that, understand you and be a container to say like this is unsafe or unhealthy and this is safe and this is healthy and and let's help you get your goals met. Mhm. Yeah. Sometimes the idea of therapy can get clouded. I feel like the game of telephone has happened with the idea Mm. of therapy. And now everybody's got these, either they think it's like way more dramatic than it is, or they think that like it's not for them or how could it really help me? How could it help me? I don't know if it's something for me. So I think that that was a great explanation. I think that Mm. like you can be used for anyone. Anyone could be, that could be a helpful thing for any human being in the world and getting perspective from somebody that can look in objectively and a a judgment free Mm -hmm. place where you can be yourself. Hopefully. It's hard to find. Yeah, Yeah. right. Hopefully. (laughs) Because if I'm being totally honest, there really are And I know people are afraid of therapy, but therapists are human beings, right? But human Mm -hmm. beings have opinions. And sometimes therapists, they aren't as open as you'd think. And so it can sometimes Mm -hmm. be a bad match. Mm -hmm. And so that's just something to look out for, like certain questions you would like ask a therapist before you'd work with them. Like you just want to know, you know, some people. Yeah. 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 And that is one of the questions that we had for you. (laughs) It was, so I've been like sort of like shopping I started the shopping experience of trying to find a therapist because I'm having some feelings and (laughs) I feel very especially in this time of COVID like everything's online I'm just like looking at these online profiles and I'm just like Like, like online dating (laughs) I'm feeling very overwhelmed with like trying to find a good therapist for me so what advice would you have for Sort of like, yeah, matching yourself with a good therapist, especially like now during COVID. I mean, things are starting to light up now, so hopefully this won't be a thing for too much longer. But in the time of COVID, if if it's more virtual and I don't know, looking at people just on the screen seems hard to find a connection with someone that way. Yeah, I think that this is a great question. And 
I think like right off the bat, you have, I think before someone gets a therapist, they should think about, and this might be difficult to do before you have a therapist if you're not good at looking mm -hmm. into yourself, but like, what is your idea of what a therapist is supposed to do for you? Like, what do you want the therapist to do for you? Because Older generations, for example, they might think of therapists as like, you know, they, they just got rid of, rid of, there's probably still a few of them, like psychiatric, like mental mm -hmm. wards, mental hospitals. Mm -hmm. Like I got my bachelor's degree. The building that the college was in used to be a mental facility. And you could mm -hmm. like, you could like tell, I'm like, this is where this used to be. And so like that, like this is a terrible building. Like this is where people were at when they were experiencing really severe mental health issues. And there's those types of therapists, right? That will like contain severe psychosis, like someone that just like cannot take care of themselves and needs full support. Right. There's that type of therapist. And then there's like the type of therapist that you may imagine where it's like, older white woman, older mm -hmm. white man sitting in a chair with a notepad, just right. monotone saying, how do you feel today? Yeah. <laughs> and then you like spew it all out. And then he's like, thanks for letting me know. See you next week. And you're like, that's not yeah. helpful at all. Helpful. <laughs> right. And then there's like the new generation of therapists, a lot of them that have made their way to TikTok that really integrate with these new, like probably your guys' generation um, the millennial, Gen Z, and any future generations that are coming in. It's like we just want different type of therapists. We want people that are really smart, that can treat what it is that we have going on, and that like act like a normal person. That's what I yeah. think like people are really looking for. And just like you said, you can't really find that out by looking at their website, right? And so mm -hmm. one thing that I really like right now about well, I was I was going to say one thing I really like right now about the pandemic. I don't like anything about the <laughs> pandemic. Right. <laughs> but one thing I like about what it did to therapy and mental health is that now like there's videos like on like psychologytoday.com they have like little 15 second snippets. You can kind of get a better idea of what a therapist sounds like, what their mannerisms are. But you're still left with okay, I have their email address. I have their phone number. I can either make an appointment right away or I should do some type of vetting, just like you said, shopping around for a therapist. So I think that there's certain questions that you, sh that you should ask, but the first questions should be what you ask yourself. Mm -hmm. What am I looking for help with? Do I want a male or a female therapist and why? Do I want to use my insurance or not? Am I allocating three months of my life to seeing this person once a week and I just would like to get some type of resolution or am I open to like working with this person for a year or two? Because that's important for when you talk to the therapist because there's short-term interventions and then there's long-term interventions depending upon what it is that you want help with. So once you ask yourself those questions and then do you, or do you want telehealth or in person, then you go in and you make sure that those things are met. So you'll look for the gender, look to see if they take your insurance, look to see if they're telehealth or in person. And then you definitely want to talk to them and ask them questions either via email or phone call. A lot of therapists will do free 15 to 20 minute consultations. It can be super intimidating to do that, especially if like mm -hmm. you have anxiety. You're like, I have anxiety yeah. and I'm trying to go to therapy for anxiety. I don't want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> right. Like this yeah. is going to make it worse. Because I'm that person and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm a therapist. I'm like, I really don't want to fucking talk to a therapist on the phone right now to figure <laughs> out if I like them or not. But the questions that you would ask, and that's why I love, you can email them too. So the questions would be, do you have experience with these symptoms that I'm experiencing? How have you treated them in the past? I would say, do you treat people in my generation? Mm -hmm. Because it's so different. Mm -hmm. I would say, what are your interventions? What do you typically just use on a regular basis? And one question that I really like to ask is, and of course, I'm a, I'm a therapist, so I'm like, you should ask them this because it's a good question. But I don't know if anyone would typically feel comfortable doing this, but saying like, what is one of the most difficult experiences you've had with a client and how did you resolve it? Because mm -hmm. then they're like, <laughs> I love that because I also think like you're going to go into if you decide to work with that person, you're going to 
be in there. You have to be open. You have to be honest. You have to, you're probably going to be sharing some very vulnerable things that happened to you in your life. So mm-hmm. I like that, like opening the door with, can you handle can it? Can you handle it? Like, can, yeah. like if I'm going to be super open and raw and vulnerable with you, can you, not that like therapists will reciprocate it 100%, but like, let me know that you can handle it. Let me know that you're a person, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. I want to make sure to like to, any other very important questions in case someone listens to this is like okay these are the questions i'm going to ask it's like okay are, <laughs> are there other ones that are super important oh you want to ask about their confidentiality policy because there's required things that have to be confidential but they need to be flexible about keeping other things confidential as well and that just depends if you're in family therapy or couples therapy or whatever that's one thing to ask and then cancellation policy like this is something I've really struggled with as a therapist because it's like I understand that we're human beings and like our time Mm -hmm. is important and our schedule is important but at the same time like clients are struggling with mental health issues I would not charge my client if they didn't show up to session if it was a result of the symptoms that they're coming in to see me for Mm-hmm. Like I'm too anxious to get out of bed. I'm too depressed to get out of bed. I had a panic attack this morning. I didn't even go into work. I can't come into session. Like totally understandable. But I also know other therapists and whatever their relationship is with their own time and their own schedule, they'll still charge the session. And I, yeah. I could see that happening. And if it's a pattern and you're trying to hold the line, like I want to help you by reinforcing that you should come. But I think that that's a good question too. Because that can be really overwhelming. It's like if my ins- if your insurance isn't covering it, it's like, oh, my God, every time I don't go, you're going to charge me X. It's yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't have the money for that, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all really helpful questions because I already did my shopping. I have got, <laughs> I've got my guy. I like him a lot. But that was – I think those are all really good questions even in retro – I feel like I asked a lot of them, but like in retrospect – because I did one of the consultation calls and that was really helpful just even like – us conversating, us like, is the vibe, is the vibe good? Mm -hmm. I did ask, I wanted someone and I made sure it was someone that dealt with people of my age, someone that felt like I could jive with, that I could be open with. I was Mm -hmm. really concerned about having a man um, at first. And I was like, when, because I go through a group and like, they were like, how about this person? Would you be open to speaking with this person? I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then like, I was like, why, why don't I want a man? Is it because I feel like I can't be open with a man? Is it because some of the trauma things that I have to talk through make, are triggering if I'm talking to a man? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like it's less so about gender and more so about personality as long as I don't have like a super like douche canoe of a man speaking mm-hmm. at me like I feel like they're open and <laughs> looking at me through open eyes and, and can and can like and if he felt confident I was like as long as you feel confident confident with the topics we're going to be talking about then I'm cool right so and it's been great so far I really enjoy um I really enjoyed and I are a <laughs> great team I think that's good <laughs> yeah, yeah. I re- and I really feel like you got you got lucky because you found him really really quickly I feel well I mean I did a I did a lot of like online shopping I didn't know about the website psychology today so I think that's an important plug where you put in your filters what insurance do I have that that if I want to use my insurance how old do I want them to be where mm-hmm. do I want them to be am I okay with online consultations or do I want to be in the office and and then your symptoms like is it anxiety is it depression is it chronic health like you can put in the specialties and they just pops it gives you so helpful yeah it gives you your people (laughs) and I just remember I went on it's called glow up therapy is the group and I remember I just like they knew the branding thing it looked younger and so I just felt like it felt connected to like the people that I was seeing and seems right to the to the vibe they were putting out yeah but it wasn't like it was just on the first try done (laughs) but it just it can take some time and you also have to kind of be open to having a session or two and then maybe wanting to like find somebody else and that's okay yes I remember being like I have to remember that like I have all the power in this this is me this is for me I'm the client like I pay him Mm -hmm. and he was very you I think this was something that also made me feel really good about our partnership he was very much if you feel like you need a woman at any time like 
tomorrow mm-hmm. or four months from now you say that and it's cool because the priority is you yeah. the priority is like your happiness your mental health your ability to get help and stuff if you need it so I respected that it wasn't like he was out to get my money he was putting on a show right. he was very honest and open about the fact that like this is your show I'm here to help you um, as long as we're a good fit if it ever feels like that no hard feelings you just let me know so I really appreciated that mentality definitely I think it'd be interesting to hear you speak on the process of if you're physically shopping around, if you like are, if you've tried a couple different therapists and is that okay? Because I know one of our friends, she's like, uh, this is like my third therapist and I don't, I don't like, I haven't liked any of them. So I don't think therapy works for me. What would you say Mm -hmm. to those people or that process? I would say that all therapists are human beings and that means that every therapist is different. And the interventions that they may use may be the same. Maybe they're in the same city. Maybe they went to the same school. They have the same degree. But they're all going to be different. And Mm -hmm. like I just had a therapist and I went to two sessions and I was like, this isn't working. And like you'd think that as a therapist, I could find the type of therapist that I need. (laughs) And (laughs) and it's, it's really hard. And so I think the first thing that I'm trying to do by saying that is normalizing that It's not that your symptoms can't be treated. It's not that there isn't a therapist out there for you. It's just that you want to find the right one and please give yourself time to do so. Also, as a therapist, no shame in saying this isn't working for me. I've had that happen with a client who needed a very specific type of therapist for a very specific thing that she was going through. And it was, and I knew my limit. Like it wasn't something that I could help her with. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to get the best care that she could. So yeah. I actually initiated having her go to a different therapist. But please, as a client, if you're ever feeling like your therapist isn't a good fit for you and your therapist hasn't explicitly said that it's okay to move on, I'm going to tell you right now as a therapist that it is totally okay for you to move on. If you are closing out with a therapist that isn't working, I would let them know what wasn't working, Mm. whether it's to benefit them or even just to benefit you so that maybe they can give you a referral to somebody that has something more of what you're looking for. That would be like the ideal situation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there will be somebody out there and that that can help you. And it's just being patient. and, And I know it's hard to be patient when you're struggling. And what my response to that would be if somebody said that, I've been struggling for so long, like I just don't want to keep looking anymore. What comes up for me is like, but then you're just going to keep struggling. Mm -hmm. Don't give up on yourself just because you haven't found that person yet because they're out there. I also think that even if you have someone that like feels like they might be working for a couple of months or a couple of years and then they start Mm -hmm. to not work again, I think we're humans that evolve and our personalities change, our needs change. And like to, you might have a few star pupils in, in your midst and that that's okay too. Because I think yeah. sometimes I've, you know, heard people like feel discouraged. Like I would have this person, I felt like they were working for me and now I, and now they're not, and I don't know what happened or what changed. And I think just like you're, we change as people yeah, and we go through different things. Also like traumas happen and like our sometimes- yeah, things change, mm-hmm. circumstances change, and then you're, the person that you're working with may not be the perfect fit anymore. Yeah, I think another thing that's super important that I hear from people is I'm just going to stick with this therapist because I don't want to start all over with somebody new. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it is the job of your current therapist to connect with your next therapist and mm-hmm. give the information. We are supposed to give the information of everything that you've worked on so far to your new therapist. That is amazing. And therapists don't do it. Like so many therapists don't do it. But we're supposed to – it's called continuation of care, proper continuation of care Mm. because you don't deserve to start all over again. It's actually not – It's. it can be detrimental. It can make you go backwards having to start over. So keep that in mind for anybody listening. Ask your therapist. Sign a release of information. Ask your therapist, and it is their duty to do it. 
Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I if I ever need a new guy or a girl, if I never need a new therapist, that's just going to be, I've invested so many months. And emotions. And, like, emotions. Yeah. Right. And, like, I've told all my stories or I've, 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 I've really dove in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do that all over again. So that's, like, a super helpful tidbit. <laughs> cool. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> what advice do you have for family members and friends who can see loved ones struggling Mm. and who are really resisting the idea of going to therapy, but maybe it it would be helpful for them. Like, are there, is there a good way to try and like have that conversation with someone? That's a good question. It's super hard to, I mean, I have an answer, but I'm going to preface it by saying it's super hard to answer because people's resistance to therapy happens for all different types of reasons. Yeah. And so either like if it's somebody that feels like they don't have a problem, let's say, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. see that they're struggling, but they don't think that they have a problem. They don't need help. And that's it. It's not that they don't trust therapists. They literally don't think that they need help. So, you know, I was about to give her a spot. And then so I'm the type of therapist, like everything is connected to me which sounds a little – so when I think about like, okay, this person doesn't think that they have a problem, and then I'm like, okay, so how would the person – how would somebody respond to that person? And then my mind goes, well, how are they going to react? Let's Like first, are they going to get mad? Are they going to get sad? Are they going to never talk to that person again when they suggest it? So it's it gets hard for me to answer some questions because I'm like, there are a million answers. Totally. But I guess often when we are trying to help somebody get help, We think that we're coming from a place of love, but oftentimes we're coming from a place of fear. We're coming from, I don't want them to keep suffering. What's going to happen if they keep feeling this way? What's going to happen to me or our relationship or our family if they don't get help and they don't feel better? And we're actually coming from a place of fear. So I guess overall, it's like I could give a bunch of different suggestions, like write a letter Tell them that you want to talk to them about something important. I guess that's a good that's a good point. When you are wanting to talk to someone about the fact that you want them to get help, please don't have like a random conversation with them. Like please don't mm-hmm. just throw it into some other conversation because like, that's not helpful. And don't just like bombard them with it at a random time either. And that's often based on fear. It's like, oh, now's my opportunity. Tell them that you have something really important that you want to talk to them about because you care about them and just see what happens when they say that if they're like no then you're like okay and you like try it again in a little bit later but if they're like okay sure then you would say what would be a good day and time for you because I don't want to kind of get in the way of whatever you have going on and I want to be respectful of your time and right off the bat that's going to tell them like this person loves me and sees me as a human being and like sees that like I want to be taken care of and then maybe then then the conversation's likely to go very different mm. than something like um, you're having a normal conversation. The person starts getting upset, and you're like, "See, I'm really worried about you. I think it would be a really good." It's like they're in their emotion in that moment, yeah. And it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. the best time to like come at them with <laughs> yeah. that because it also totally. just solidifies like something's wrong. And they don't actually like telling them that something is wrong when something is wrong can be super overwhelming. So my suggestion is to. Check yourself and make sure that you are moving with love towards the person, not fear. Mm -hmm. You could be moving with love and fear, but wait until you're not moving towards them with fear. You're only moving towards them with love. And then I would suggest different mediums. So you can text about it. You can write letters about it. You can send them an email about it. You could send them a TikTok therapy video. You could Uh set a a time and day for a conversation. There's lots of different ways. But ultimately, it's their decision. And one thing to know from a therapist's perspective is when people go to therapy, not necessarily against their will, but from an external motivator, mm-hmm. like I'm here because my wife wants me to be here. I'm here because my mom wants me to be here because my boyfriend wants me to be here. The goal, hopefully, would be that they're sitting in front of a therapist that knows how to maneuver around that. But there can be times where the person is just, getting better 
to get the reaction that they want to get from the person that sent them there. And then the person will be like, oh, things are going so much better. And they're like, cool, can I stop going to sessions? And then the person's like, yeah, sure. And then things go back to the way that they used to be because the person Mm. took it in just enough to change, but not enough to really like feel it and internalize it and realize the benefit for themselves. Yeah. It can be a, it can be a tough thing. So there's somebody in my life in particular that like would really I, I see it. I'm like I know you would benefit from it. You've you've struggled, and I talk about this a lot in my in my therapy sessions. You can't force someone to do something they don't want to do, and you don't want you don't want them to do it if they're not ready because th- they're not going to be in it. Be they're not going to be committed. They have to mm-hmm. want to do it in order for it to be effective, like truly effective. And it's like this delicate balance of. Yeah, coming with love, coming at the right time for the right person, but like not too often. <laughs> ah, yeah, when do you give up? And it's like maybe you don't ever give up, but you just like give space, let it breathe, yeah, and yeah. then like, you know, and it, it's it's a delicate balance and like it can be a tough situation. Mm-hmm. But I think those were all really, really good tips and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of our listeners are on their way to like, being leaders, we're working with leaders. Like we really, like a lot of us want to be entrepreneurs of our mm-hmm. own kind and all of this stuff. And so, a question that I have is, why do you think it's important for leaders, specifically people that are trying to build their own business, to go to therapy? Or do you like? Do you think that that's like? How? What do you think about that? about that? About that? I think everybody needs to know what's going on inside their own mind and. I kind of like feel myself getting a little bit emotional, actually, which you might be like, why? (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Girl, get emotional. We welcome it. (laughs) I mean, well, the reason – it's just like there are a lot of leaders in the world that have absolutely no idea. Like they don't – they can't grasp the fact that they are affecting human beings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That have a body, that have a mind, that rely on – their paychecks to feed their families. And I just think that there are a lot of messed up leaders. Like I, something that I learned last week was that, and this is like so messed up. And I don't know if it's true, actually. My therapist said this to me. So maybe it is. I'm like, stuff your therapist says <laughs> is true. But it's a strange, it's a strange fact. He said 90% of people voted for Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, so you're a human beings in a leadership position there's the type of leadership where you can control the masses and like manipulate them to like believe whatever it is that you say and you'll do such a good job that 90 percent of people will vote for you and you're going to do an atrocious job in your with your power or there's the type of leadership leaders that have the type of leadership that understand the human body that understand the human mind that have nothing but good intention and that intention isn't rooted in power and it isn't rooted in manipulation or wealth it's rooted in doing something good for the world and for the human beings that exist on the world in the world and so i think for leaders to go to therapy is really vital and and i guess i what i want to say is like maybe not going to therapy because you may not need to sit with a professional therapist, but you sure as hell need to like figure out what's going on inside your own mind. Where are your biases? Mm-hmm. What are your intentions? Do you do you know enough about yourself being a human being that you're going to treat your employees well? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. And this this was this was reminded me of the question I was going to ask: Is did something need to happen? Did something bad have to happen, or does something need to be wrong? in order for someone to start therapy and I think you just answered it right there it's like you don't have to necessarily have suffered a huge trauma you don't need to be depressed you don't need to have riddling anxiety in order to say I'm gonna just like sit with someone learn I mean because we're all human we all have patterns Mm -hmm. we all you know we all go through ups and downs we've all lived life and like I think it's it's pretty incredible how the little things in your life affect your patterns and your behaviors as an adult moving about the world. And like you said, it's how do you, how do you know what's going on inside yourself? You need someone that's going to be objective, that can see what's going on, that's not afraid to tell you so that you can kind of 
be an outward observer of your of your patterns and yeah and know how you're affecting other people know that you're acting with the intention that because I think that we can set out with an intention and try and do it and then and then like in retrospect you're like oh I didn't I was unsuccessful Mm. I was unsuccessful because I didn't I didn't have all of the facts I didn't like it just was it in my field of vision and I think that can come into play with privilege and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff um and now and then you like you can with somebody out there that's like here to tell you and be objective about it like you can start to peel back another layer and open your eyes a little bit clearer into some of why you are the way you are how you affect how your actions affect people and yourself I think that being a leader can be I can imagine if I become you know when I become (laughs) a super successful person that has employees if I'm lucky enough to have that in my life, I could imagine the weight of oh yeah being responsible and like mm-hmm. making sure that I'm treating people correctly, making it's sure hard. like yeah, I can imagine that being an immense amount of pressure mm-hmm. and needing some support, needing some support there as well. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. So this might be good for yeah. for you guys to know. So I you know I I spent the last eight years working in addiction treatment and for three and a half years I worked for someone else and I did a really good job being an employee and I was like I think I can be an even better employer and so I started my own business and I ran it for four years and I just recently sold it and the reason part of the reason why I had to sell it was because I could not ignore, you know, I said, I feel like everything is connected. Like in my mind, when I hired someone, I asked them, and and oftentimes people that are employers, they don't ask these questions because often the questions are asked to try to discriminate against whatever you have Mm -hmm. going on outside in your life. But I ask them, I ask these questions so that I can give a shit about what is going on with my employee when they're not on the clock. And so I ask them about their family and about what brings them joy and about what their goals are and about what vacations do you want to go on in the next year? Where do you want to travel in the world? Like, how can I help you? Like, I want mm-hmm. I want you to work to live and not live to work. And that's what this place yeah. is. But so I had probably too many meetings with my employees. I learned all about <laughs> everything about them. Like I knew when I knew when one of my employees was like struggling living at home with her grandmother and like the family dynamics there. And like, and then I'm like, oh my God, I have to make sure that like, even if she needs a week off, like she gets paid and like, do I need to take some tasks off of her so that she can breathe? And like, I I was at a place where it's like, I felt so responsible for these people's lives. And I was like a great boss. I literally... Whenever somebody had to leave my place of employment, we would have a huge ceremony. Yeah. And the employee would cry and be like, I really like don't want to leave, but I have to leave because of A, B, and C. And it's like to to have an employee cry because they don't want to leave instead of leave because they're crying like is a huge difference. But it is a lot of responsibility and you have to be ready for that. Like I wasn't ready for that. I was the I was a good person to do that, but I had no idea what it would be like to go from employee to employer, not to mention all of like the shit you have to do, like the the policies, the procedures, the standards, the yeah. reviews, the money, <laughs> ugh, the payroll, the HR, yeah. all of that. But like as a human, and I, you know, I've referenced the, that we're all humans a lot, but as a human, it's hard. It's like having kids. It's like I, yeah. I mean, if you if you oh, if yeah. you give a shit, like you know, if you if, <laughs> right, if yeah. you, that's what it should be like, right? Yeah. So I just think for anyone going on into the future, it's like I want to start my own business. It's like, please just keep in mind that if you are a business to customer person, like you you're serving people in any capacity, please understand that like your employees are human beings, your customers are human beings, and like everyone has a family, including yourself, and you have to start like, and you just, just please don't forget that. It's not about the money. It's not about the products or the systems or the services, really. It's about 
How are you contributing to humanity? How are you respecting the humans that you are responsible for and that they are mm-hmm. responsible for? You have so many good nuggets. If you don't mind me asking the question, so I well, I think not many people would be able to like look at themselves and be like, I'm not ready for this right now and like and then step out of it because like you're building on all like you're building on success and then it's like, okay. You feel kind of guilty stepping out of it mm-hmm. or like you're like, do I or question yourself? And some people might just stick with it. So and you don't have to, you know, no pressure to answer. <laughs> like, how did you know you weren't ready? And what did that mean for you? Well, I didn't know that I wasn't ready until I was ready to sell the business because <laughs> I was reflecting back and I was like, <laughs> I would say like, I've never said this before, but if, if you're going to start a business that has employees, I would suggest that you like buy seven plants and keep them alive for a couple <laughs> months first. Like, <laughs> yeah. Keep them alive, tend to them, but like really, really do it. Like all different plants require different amounts of water and different amounts of sunlight and like totally take care thing. of them. Take care of them. (laughs) Okay. And then do that. And then like pile on paperwork and carry around like a, you know, like a bag of rocks because that's what the pressure feels like. And just realize that like it's very hard. It's very difficult to do if you're doing it the right way. It can be super easy to run a business if you just mess around and don't actually put in quality and care into each of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think like the idea of starting a business – And I mean, my business was successful. I sold it for a lot of money and Mm -hmm. it was, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. (laughs) And, um, and it's a great company. Someone like, you know, people on the internet, someone commented on this video that I made about it and said, I don't get it. So like you built a business that worked well and then you just sold it for profit. Mm. And it's like, I think like one of the reasons why I had to sell it, it's was because You know, of course, people assume like, oh, you make a business and you're going to sell it for money. It's like the reason why I sold my business and couldn't do it anymore, which is another important point for people who are thinking about doing this is like, yeah, when the money was short, which was only for a short period of time, I'm the type of person like I mentioned, maybe because I'm a therapist (laughs) and a business owner, but I'm the type of person like I like I mentioned, I really, really care about my employees. So instead of like laying people off because we had less clients and less money. Instead, I wouldn't pay myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did that for a long time to the point where like, it, you know, it made my anxiety worse. And then I'm like, this is like contributing to my codependency and my desire to people please and to problem solve. And it was just like, really, I was really putting myself last. And so that's just something like, there will be hard months. There will likely be months when like the money is low or you get a, you know, a client or a customer that's just like really pissed off and like wants to leave a bad review and just, you know, taking their life out on you or whatever it is. And I think it's really important to have a solution to those situations before you find yourself in them. Because once you find yourself in them, you're already in it. Like you already Mm -hmm. have employees, you already have a business and you can't take a break. Like, you can't just be like, I'm going to shut the business down for three weeks because I need yeah. a break. It's yeah. like, so you want to yeah. like figure that stuff out. It's like, how am I going to take care of myself? What is what, what are my strategies for when, if and when things get difficult? And I, I guess one last thing I want to say about, unless you guys have other questions about this specific thing, I built a business because I had a desire to... M- make a business where people got paid more money than society thinks that they should get paid so that their family didn't ever have to feel the way that I felt when I was a child. And I watched my mom work multiple jobs. My dad worked multiple jobs, always making minimum wage, like all this Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. So I started a business and then had really blurred boundaries in terms of like, Like, I just wanted to know all about my, you know, and it was great. I was a great boss. I never like crossed inappropriate boundaries, but I absorbed too much information that made it hard for me to make the best choices for the business. Mm -hmm. And I just think maybe this is part of going to therapy before you become (laughs) a leader and before, but like check in with yourself that you aren't going to make decisions just because you're trying to prevent some type of like psychological pain that you don't want to deal with. So instead of laying someone off when that might have been the better decision, 
for the business, oh, I'll just take less pay, keep the employee, because I remember that one time when I was little and my mom lost her job uh, and her whole family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a delicate balance of remembering and remembering that we're dealing with human beings, but also remembering that we're not responsible. You, mm-hmm. you can't be responsible. You can't hold that. Yeah. You can't, it's, you're not responsible. You can't always feel right. the, the weight of the rocks on your shoulder there because- There has to be some sort of- because you're your own person and all of this stuff and you you have to move about the world (laughs) you have to be able to live with yourself and I think I Mm -hmm. like people pleasing I'm definitely a people pleaser I want to help people I want to be a good person all of that stuff so I can imagine I can imagine having a similar thought process process. yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs) and I and I know because I saw when you released the videos about you selling the business and then also you released another one afterwards I think sort of telling why and like in response to maybe some backlash that was happening mm-hmm. and so it's very interesting to hear you speak about it and I think it also just brings up the fact that so you put po- you said I sold the business and then someone said oh my god you sold it for just for profit. I feel like there's like, always there's so many, there's so many people that have sides. so many opinions and that's just where co- sorry Nicole I'm sorry I <laughs> <There's>, apologize <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many different sides and perspectives and yeah you can never assume yes. never assume there's so many mm-hmm. different backstories and that yeah. is another huge I think theme line of our podcast is just perspective and never you assume. assume you don't know there's always multiple sides to every story so we do it's, not know what is going on in other people's yeah. lives like right. we just don't. So, right. and I'm sure that's a huge sort of theme and thought around becoming more popular on social media. We yeah. have a lot of opinions and a yeah, lot of yeah. haters <laughs> drinking their haterade, and it's just like <laughs> it can get difficult sometimes. So, yeah. it was ve- it's very interesting to hear you speak on the depths of being a leader in your mental health and an entrepreneur and all that. So, lots of good content and interesting words behind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As we sort of wind down here, I mean, Um, there's obviously way more to be said about therapy and like being an entrepreneur (laughs) and all of that stuff, but totally for this episode. Um, But before we move on to the peachy clean segment, is there anything else on the topic of therapy that we want to just like put a little cherry on top of Uh anything anything that we haven't covered yet that you think is important before we move on? I think don't knock it till you try it. Just give it a try. You deserve help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. Like, okay, maybe that's what I want to, like, leave on the topic of therapy is, like, there is nothing wrong with you if you have to go see a therapist. Things happened to you. People said things. People did things. People didn't do things. You saw something. You heard something. You want something. Like, you don't want something. Like, Mm -hmm. none of those things are that something is wrong with you. And so – it's just but people like to tell you that something's wrong with you for going to go for going to therapy and there isn't yeah i i forget who told me this but somebody was like uh, i was talking about therapy with somebody and they were like or no we were talking about parenting and he was like i'm sure we're going to f up our kids and i'm like you know what we don't mean to <laughs> the people that you grow up with have an effect we're only we're acting with the knowledge that we have at the time even if you're trying to be a good person even if you're trying to be your best self even if your intentions are good <laughs> things mm-hmm. change and like they have consequences that we can't even see sometimes so yeah i think that's a good that's a good sort of Cherry. message to land to yeah. land on end on i think also sort of in older generations that's a real thing oh for sure that's a real mm-hmm. misconception of therapy mm-hmm. so yeah i think that that was well said thank you so much mm-hmm. and with that said we'll just slide right into peachy clean um have you had a chance to think about something you want to come clean about come clean about i'm like trying to think if there's something that i like haven't already said on a podcast so that i could be like you guys need to go listen to this podcast because i said something i've never said yeah okay so when i was younger maybe this is something that people don't know people could probably assume but like and like just let me preface with i was uncontrollable as a teenager okay so the permission that i got from my mom and from my grandma to take stretch limos with a shit ton of my friends in my when I was 15 years old up to LA to together as one the rave that's down there well we went (laughs) and I wore my like long hot purple wig and like no clothes and I did like a bunch of ecstasy 
And I was like tripping out <laughs> in like the Los Angeles Coliseum and people were coming like you would, I mean, I just, it was like insane, but like going up like the escalator and like people like knew me, I was really good at light shows and like, this is just obnoxious. <laughs> like honestly, like I, I killed it. I was so good. Oh it's like <laughs> such a long time ago. But people would be like, peach, like in the escalator and it would like echo. And I'd be like, oh, my God, like just tripping out. Like, what's going on? But so I was rolling and (laughs) (laughs) and I like closed my eyes and ended up like in my grandma's house, like in my mind. And I spent 20 minutes just like thinking I was petting like my childhood cat. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, And then like I opened I opened my eyes and I was just like petting like this guy's head that was sitting <laughs> next to me and then I like look over and like my boyfriend now husband was just like watching me like thought it was like the weird but didn't want to stop me or anything just let me do that right because right, right. he was like tripping out too so I guess moral, <laughs> of, the world. moral yeah. of the story is like don't take a bunch of ecstasy when you're a teenager and go to a rave that's supposed right. to be for only adults because you may end up rubbing the head of some random dude thinking that you're petting your cat in your grandma's house. Do we remember what the random dude, his reaction? Was he just like, was he like, it feels good? He stayed there. He stayed there. Like, I just, we got up He's and like, left and he was so- I'm trying to think. He's I'm- like, oh my God, Peaches is, is rubbing my head. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody move. <laughs> Nobody move. Get a camera. <laughs> right. uh, that's great. Okay. I feel like I would enjoy that so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, if somebody like, started like rubbing my head, scratched. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> thank you. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so yeah. much for sharing. Now you're all peachy clean. That was a really good story. <laughs> uh, okay. So thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. Yes, yeah, like We're so honored to have you in the virtual peach pod with us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to roll through where people can find you and connect with you? All of that jazz. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm known on the internet as the truth doctor. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the period truth period doctor You can also Google The Truth Doctor YouTube. I will be coming out with The Truth Doctor show on May 21st, 2021. Yes. That'll be really fun for you guys to follow along. My podcast is called The Truth Doctor Podcast. And I would also say – or you can go to my website, thetruthdoctor.com. It's a little outdated. I'm getting it redone. and then the last thing I would say is like be on the lookout for a lot of upcoming projects that I have going on. I am doing stuff with Netflix right now that will be coming out on YouTube. I'm talking to producers about a Bravo TV show that will come out in early of 2022. So you can find me all over the place. Yeah. And I hope that anyone that listens to this episode ongoing will start to get to know my name a lot more because my goal is to help people remind themselves that they're human, help professionals and leaders realize that they're human and that they work with humans, and to also give people permission to realize that their unconscious is showing because everything that you do is a reflection of what is going on inside your mind and your body. And whether you like it or not, your unconscious is showing. So you should probably figure out what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's a really Uh, great one. So much, so much stuff happening for you. I'm so excited to see. That's super exciting. To see to see how, how your it, career evolves. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That does it for this week's episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Please make sure to go over and give Courtney some support and love. She's going to be doing so many amazing things in the next couple of weeks, so you won't want to miss following along on that journey. And while you're at it, please make sure you go and give us some love. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk underscore Peaches. With the same handle, you can find us on TikTok. And if you could please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star written review, we would so appreciate that. That really helps our get this podcast out there and help us to grow thank you so much we will see you back here next monday for another episode bye peaches bye peaches yes <laughs>